You are listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of allgames.com. The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Cool. I got the keys ready to come in and the comments Tony. What is his name, Tony? This kid never have Superman's family. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Aquaman's a hero! I guarantee you, Blake's low, like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll have you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our intrepid senior reporter. He is next in line for the cowl. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He's Oz. Yeah, I'm here. Next, he's our riddle inside of an enigma. Trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin. Jay. So next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of fantastic form, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? And helping us broadcast, he's all games very own Tiger Claw. Okay. Or or not. Or not. That's fine. Yeah, you I'm know. here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I was like, you didn't oh. hear me the first time. Right. You're right. I didn't hear you. <laughs> Only you heard you. <laughs> As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk to you about a lot of stuff. We're going to finally. Uh, Bring you some 
reviews that we've been long promising. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Harley Quinn TV show. We'll talk about Calamity of a Zombie Girl. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, we're going to bring you a couple of uh, comic book reviews. We're going to talk about The King's Story. And we're also going to talk King's about Tale. Read Only Memory. I'm sorry, what? The King's Tale. Oh, I am so sorry. Wait, it says The King's Story. Is it called The King's Tale? Nah, it's called, you, what you sent says yes. The King's Story. Yes. Is it is it Tale as in T-A-L-E or it's T-A-I-L? It's Story. <laughs> and uh, Read Only Memories. Uh, we'll talk about both of those as well. Uh, uh, of course, we'll bring you some some commentary on uh, on Watchmen and on The Mandalorian and uh, whatever comic book news and whatever else it is you all want to talk about. So we got all that going on. It's a lot to cover. So we're gonna make sure before we do that that we thank. Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Uh, we also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. It's LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. Get all your comic book needs met there. All you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. There, there it is. You can do it. They're open. It's Wednesday. Tell them Fantastic Forum sent you. Uh, yeah. And so uh, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we got a few different ways to do it. You can jump on Skype, Fantastic Forum on Skype. We'll add you. You will be the uh, sixth member of Fantastic Forum. Wow. How about that? Uh, also, you can jump into the All Games chat room, chat.allgames.com, allgames.com slash chat, uh, where we'll take your comments directly out of the chat room and bring them into the show uh yeah so i'm sure that there'll be a witty chat comment coming sometime soon yeah so um no one's listening eventually i think i think there's some people listening uh also want to give a big shout out to derek h derek h is is home so uh happy to hear that i hope he's doing better yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Derek. No, no, no. He's alive. He's alive. Yeah, but he's resting. Right. He's he's resting. Okay, got it. He's resting at home in peace. <laughs> Here, there it is. Like what, what's, so, so, uh, what's so funny? He is resting, hopefully in 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 peace at his home. But R.I.P. You know, he's home for the holidays, pretty much. Well, I think that would mean he would be. In Virginia Beach, right? Well, home is where the heart is, so it's allgames.com. Uh-huh. All ga- it's allgames.com? Yeah. That's yeah. where his heart's at? Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, man, we got a lot to cover today. So, where, where should we begin? Who wants to do what? Look, I mean, yeah, what, who, what, are, people, what are people most excited for uh, or most excited to talk about today? I mean, Watchmen. <laughs> that that's fair. I mean, I love the comic I read, but I already knew that b- before I even it even came out. 
So. Oh, talking about oh. the uh, final episode of the season, right? Yeah. Because I heard a lot about that, and I don't know what's going on. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think about that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, season season one has officially ended. The only season has ended. <laughs> right. That that still makes it season one, right? No. <laughs> but hey, I hear you. Could it, be well, like it's technically the, season the, two. Mini series, right? Yeah. Maxi series. Yeah. Are there enough? I don't know. There's not enough Way to bring it back Maxi, right? for another season. No, they're not. They only planned on making one. I mean, are you sure? Unless, uh, unless HBO comes up with some money. No, he said. He said they'll end up making more. We made the first season to be like its own thing, and then he confirmed Damon Lindelof that there's not going to be a second season. Like, well, yes. Well, I feel like here's 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 the thing, and it's interesting because I definitely like. From what I've seen and read, I've definitely seen Lindelof say that, you know, we weren't, we, we came up with a self-contained story for season one. And that's what we intended to execute. Like, we weren't trying to, we weren't even thinking about a season two as we were doing this. Um, do you feel that? And, now, huh? Do you, let him yeah, do you feel let with, him no, do you feel with this uh, season ending? That this episode, this final episode, offers closure for everything that has happened with Watchmen. It it, Since it the comics offers and all a, that. It offers enough for me. Hold on. Let me let me. Can I hear what Larry was trying to say before he was interrupted? Yeah, but but what I've also seen him say is that um, you know, this like I've I came up with the story that I wanted to tell in this universe for, for, you know, for Watchmen. But however, you know, like Watchmen is, is an organic kind of thing. And, you know, maybe somebody else will come after and have a story to tell. So, you know, I don't think he's completely closed the door <laughs> on there being a second season as much as he may have closed the door and and it's not even really like like he may have closed the door, but he didn't lock it on him doing a second season. Well, that's gonna be great if somebody else makes Watchmen. <laughs> well, look up and which up until yeah, it's it's really, inevitable that someone else might recently, do it. Recently, we would have said the same thing about the comic, right? And it, I'm gonna keep saying it, even if the next one's amazing. <laughs> Okay, like I'm just saying, man. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know, like I I know HBO is, you know, they would love to have, you know, an, another series uh, in their stable to be able to point to as like another hit series that they that you can get only on HBO. I, I yeah, and you know Watchmen. I mean, I, and you know HBO is going to be very desperate because since Game of Thrones has ended, they need something really bad now. No, see, but that's the thing. I, and like, I don't, I, I like, I'm not buying that as much anymore. Just because, 
they got other stuff now. They do. And, and it's like the, they the got the entire DC universe. I mean, okay, we could say that. Right, but... that's the, it's going to be the HBO now, right? Well, they the thing is You mean the HBO Max? Well, the thing is is they're Warner Media, so they have access to all the DC universe whether it's part of the DC universe or Berlantiverse or whatever you want to call it or not. Like they could do their own thing. Like they could do a really good Jonah Hex if they wanted to. Cuz they have right. the resources or they had the resources before AT&T bought them to actually like go and film in like these big spaces without having to really use green screen. You know what I mean? To make stuff really look good. Yeah. Yeah, they have they have access to bad robot now so they can actually make anything with them now that does I, that means nothing to me i don't know i don't know what the fuck I mean, you're you know, saying i mean bad robot you know that's uh jj yeah. abrams uh again production company again i have no idea what the fuck you're saying like i don't see how that has anything i'm saying to what with... i'm saying is that with warner media they can if they want have a bad robot produce some of their DC projects. Well, can't, so can't it could anybody be TV else? or movies? Like, can't you know? Can't Legendary do that? No, I think Legendary is with another studio at the moment. No, like I mean, I don't know what that means. Like, like so, you, uh, so they they they're they're with uh they're with Universal. Who's uh, again? Like, what the fuck does bad robot? And HBO, like, are, do they own each other? Do they fuck each other? What's the what's the point you're trying they, to make? Uh, Warner Warner Media made a deal with Bad Robot so they can exclusively make some content for them, be it movies or TV. Okay, thank you. And you know, J.J. Abrams owns that company, so there's always yeah. a possibility that they can make a DC project from them. When you're gonna regurgitate a news headline, please give me some context so I know what you're saying. But like I said, all all in all, like Mo, what what would you what would you like? What, would, what would you like in regards to um, as far as the series continuing or not? Like, what would you prefer? I prefer it didn't. Like just one and done. Just like the the comics, like it ends and that's it. I mean, you know, yeah, we got Doomsday Clock and we got Before Watchmen and. I mean, after watching this show, like, I don't know if it changes your perspective on uh, on any of that stuff, but it it, it definitely it, changes Doomsday Clock. <laughs> I know for me, I I like I'm in the the frame of mind where it's like, okay, yeah, like you, we got before Watchmen. Some of those were good. Some of those, you know, were like whatever, you know. So uh, I don't really. I don't even really can count them as as canon myself, but I mean you can like it is, in in a sense you know, but I was like I don't know it just doesn't some of them don't feel like it and you know some of them feel like it more than others, and then with this it's like okay if I'm gonna count just two things, it's the main series and then this one like, it's almost like it's written. I don't know, like in the same style, in the same uh, similar beats, you know, like it seems like a logical sequel to it. And it's like, okay, so if I'm going to see another thing, I don't want it to, I don't want to see it like six months from now. I want to see it like 27 years from now, you know? 
<laughs> That's fair. How do you feel about it, Oz? Oz? R.I.P. Oz. I, uh, I liked it. I liked it. I, I don't think it needs a second season, but I'm not against the idea of a second season. If they can keep this up, I'm just not sure what story you would tell. Because you're, you're pretty much... You're pretty much done with the with the regular characters, right? I guess Ozymandias could do something, but he's already he's already getting broken down. I, I don't know. I don't know what a season two would be, but to be honest, I didn't know what this show was gonna be. Yeah. And when it started, you know, we all had all these questions about what the fuck is going on, and then throughout the show, they answer them, and it ended up being amazing. Yeah. So uh, that's why, and that's why I'm not against the season two. I don't know what it would be, but yeah, I didn't know what this was going to be before it started either. I want to, I want to know what it's going to be, but twenty years, twenty seven years from now. <laughs> but like, wait for that little Asian girl to grow up, and now, now it's her story. I I don't know. Like, I mean, like you said, like we don't know what season two would be. Like, even if it like it's it's in the same universe but removed enough then it's like well that's what we thought this was and it brought everything kind of back full circle and oh man it brought everything back full circle larry yeah fuck man yeah no it was, it was really <sighs> well executed like even it's the the like, looking glass wow. like yeah <sighs> I was expecting yeah. Looking Glass to be like, do it, do it, <laughs> but you didn't do mm-hmm. it because you know it was a little different. But yeah, ah, oh, dude, yeah, I don't want to see anything else, Watchmen <laughs> ever. Like I, th- I want the comics and this it done. I spit venom. I spit venom on anything after this. <laughs> like. I really would love to hear Alibor's take. Like, I really, like, it would be really interesting just you to see. You think he watched it? Huh? You think he watched it? I Like, I mean, you know what? It's one of these things where it would not surprise me if his people, like, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure Alibor has, like, a very small circle. It's literally, like, family. I'm, like, his I'm daughter sure. is huh? probably the one that tells him, like, Dad, I, I think you should I, check I, it I out. I don't know. I don't know. He even watched it. He's so yeah. far removed from reality. Well, you don't even know who Alan Moore is. How, why would you say he's removed from reality? Like <laughs> calling "Birth of a Nation" a superhero movie? Come on! But you, did you actually what read what he? Is this hold, guy on, hold on, hold on, hold on! Did you actually read what he said? I, I, I read some comments, but no, no. Did I you read you, what he you, said? You actually like, talked about it. Yeah, I know. But did you actually read it. what he said? No, but just saying that it's a superhero that's movie, that's, like, you know, that's it. You're, you're, yeah, I'm out. But, so you didn't read Same. what he said, and you didn't even hear what I said. Because even the way that I explained the story was, like, it, it made, a, a you know, about 25% sense. My translation <laughs> of what he said. Only 20 <laughs> You only said twenty five percent. I mean twenty five, whatever. Yeah. Th- that that's not enough. Well, because it's twenty five percent at this point. At this point, it's fourth hand. 
That means that if you get if you actually read what he says, you might understand it closer to a hundred. <clears throat> I just I just feel like there has to be like a small handful of people that Alan Moore trusts that probably watched it even though they they're that close to Alan Moore. If nothing else, to tell him like you know with the intention to tell him. Yeah, man, it's terrible. It's garbage or whatever. You, you know, you you were right His to spit venom on it. Maybe. But 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 when they watch it, are like, dude, like it's actually pretty good. Like I get I get the impression that that small handful of people that he trusts, he only trusts them up until the point in which they watch Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet probably, I bet he probably trusts Frank Miller more than anyone. Uh, uh, that, that doesn't make any sense. Um, I know, like, like how I said about him, like, I kind of feel the same way. And I know that because I'm similar myself. <laughs> um, can somebody turn off their vibrator, please? Uh, but, yeah, I, it's crazy. He is a fan of HBO, though. Like he, like he doesn't. He always made a point that the only thing he ever watched was stuff on HBO, and at the time it was The Sopranos and The Simpsons. That's it. So I, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, he might have. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really would. I would want to have a beer with him and just off the record, you know, really get to see how he thinks, even if I can't regurgitate it on the air here, you know. Right. Like, I think that's probably one of my my bucket list things. Like, just I just want to have a beer with this guy. Get the real dude, not the, the bravado of, like, talking shit in the press, right. you know? Because I love that. Like, that that's that's one of the <laughs> that's one of the aspects of Trump I love is his, like, wrestling persona, you know? And that, and Al- Alan Moore is the same way. Only Alan I'm- Moore is, you know, polysyllabic. But <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna clip out that little section right there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the, the one thing I love about Trump? Yeah. Or are you just gonna edit it to say I love Trump? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that sounds good too. <laughs> that that's well, yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, you know, I I I did love Trump at some point. Like, he's a funny dude. He's good at rating women. What? <laughs> yeah, because he oh would he would always say something like you know like uh you'd say Angelina Jolie and he'd like ah oh, that's not a ten no 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 the ten is this and then he'd like describe somebody that's like an extra in a movie and he's like yeah that that's a ten like he'd have a full opinion like he always had an opinion on it it was hilarious <laughs> but I don't want that guy yeah. making policy or running the country. Yeah. Yeah. That's I the agree. thing. That's the difference. <laughs> I wouldn't want Alan Moore running the country either. Yeah, that's true. It's too. like yeah, you need somebody that's malleable for the people, not themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunately I identify with the people that are for themselves. But you know. That's just me. But um hey, Jay, you haven't gotten to have you been watching Watchmen at all? I don't have HBO. We we gotta mess around and get you Access so you can see this joint, man. Yeah, we gotta start a Patreon. And I would also, be, I would also yeah, like would to say, present. fuck you to HBO. Why? Because <laughs> uh, it's 
you know, now that the season's done, they made it available for purchase on Amazon, uh-huh. but they make you buy it one episode at a time. Uh, <laughs> like, it's fucking retarded. What do you mean one episode at a time? Like you can't buy the full season for normally, 10 bucks? Yeah, normally you get the option. You could buy individual episodes or you could buy the whole season. Oh. But this one, they only let you buy individual episodes. So I'm going to have to buy each individual episode. Well, Joe, for like, Christmas, which, I'm going to buy you which, all the episodes. Oh, thank yeah, you. Normally, it's I mean, gonna if be you buy like, all the episodes individually, it's going to end up costing you more. It's going to be the season. It'll it's, be about the same. Like yeah. Normally, they charge, or I know sometimes it's discounted, but a lot of times it's just the price of uh, buying each individual episode, but you could do it all at once. Right. So one transaction right so why is it that they're not doing it that way you think because they're assholes because they want that money i mean it could be an amazon thing no but amazon normally bundles them right right but it could be like maybe like right now where it just it just finished they're still on that like they can't sell you the whole thing yet because, you know, they're not Apple. Because people haven't watched all of it. Yeah. That wasn't the... Uh, the fact that it's for sale... Yeah. Because none of the episodes were for sale until this last episode yeah, aired. Yeah, see, that's dumb. Like, Because with Apple, like, for me, for Rick and Morty, I buy them on Apple. And I basically, I give them 20 bucks, like, three months before it airs. And then they just give me the episode as it comes out. And it's like wait the whole the whole season is twenty bucks something like that yeah oh that's not that bad no it's not it's actually cheaper I think it's you know it's like three bucks each episode and if you buy the whole season it comes out to like a dollar an episode or something or a dollar I guess in that case it's twenty two yeah it's been twenty two bucks for a season of anything all like since. I was like 25, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so yeah, it comes it, for Rick and Morty. I guess it comes out to like probably two bucks an episode, or something. but, um, yeah. And yeah. And if you buy, if you want to get the modern family, the whole series, it's a hundred bucks. So it's like 10 bucks a season for the bundle, which that reminds <laughs> me, I got to accidentally buy that. Modern Family was ten seasons. Yeah. Wow. Is it, like, isn't it still on, or did they yeah, just well, this get is, off? This is the tenth season. Yeah. It's it's this is the last season. Man, I'm surprised that O'Neill's still alive. Wait, is he still on the show? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why would he not be alive? He's not that old, right? He's like, Dude, he was old like 80, when he was yeah. married with children. He was about to retire when he got married with children. He was already like forty-five or something. How, dude, Tiger Claw, look up how old Ed O'Neill like, is. He was, he was in, the, like, the height of his career in the uh, 70s. Sure. Like, I watched the movie. I forget the name of the movie, but it's like a, uh, you know that movie Salvador, Larry, with, uh, with James Woods? Yes. So it's like one of those movies, but not that movie, you know? <laughs> not a great <laughs> movie. <laughs> he, but he was in that. He's 73 years old. Yeah. Okay. That I is mean, old. 
I mean, okay. He's the same age as my mom. I'm just like, but that's not that old. Like that's old as fuck, man. Yeah, plus he like born lives 19- off tater tots. What are you talking he was born about? In what? April twelfth, nineteen forty-six. It's weenie tots. Weenie, whatever. <laughs> Larry doesn't watch Mary with Children. Does, no, does he? Oh, does he? Does he act? No, all, I, I love Mary with does Children. Does he act all Al Bundy on that show? He does, but what? it's a more refined version. Like, uh, like if Al Bundy was educated and went to college and was successful at his job. <laughs> So Plus, he finds his wife hot in that one, right? Like he oh, hasn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, the wife is the second wife. Is the trophy wife after he got divorced. So oh, she's after actually. Peggy. He, he she's actually younger, I think, than his daughter. <laughs> and then and then oh. that that's part of the humor of the show too, because especially now that it's gone ten years, she's aged to like the age he was when he's like decided to not be married anymore you know oh yeah that's a good show i think i'm gonna do a modern family podcast now that it's over yeah, that'd be cool like a retrospective type deal or yeah just episode by episode just buy the bundle right. buy the bundle and just go episode by episode he just wants right. an excuse to buy the bundle well i want an <laughs> excuse to, to write it off there it is so the show is called modern family what would they call the prequel? I mean, it what? was called Retro uh, Family. No, it's what's the one? Um, what's Where the Archie the... Bunker? The the is it All in the Family? All in the Family. Yeah, yeah. that that's kind of what this is. Just like a Next Generation, you know, dealing with um, I guess a more socially conscious version of it that deals with different themes. But it's kind of like that, like the culture shock between the different yeah. characters. Yeah, definitely. But wasn't the character in wasn't the character in All in the Family a bigot, as well, opposed to what you see in Modern Family? He, yeah, I mean, he is. But in Modern Family, they, it's still like older values clashing with newer values. You know, like the yeah, the the he's not as progressive. The adapting, like yeah, Archie Bunker probably wouldn't have adapted, but Jay. Pritchett does and he's not like the only like focus of the show as opposed to all in the family but it does like modern family actually reminds me a lot of all in the family too yeah i can see that so okay yeah man. i don't know how but yeah we, from we watching to a dissection of modern family but right but we we definitely gotta you know get joe on that so yeah and uh, maybe I'm, maybe after jay sees that we can talk about it all more in depth oh yeah we could do a the fantastic forum watchman series and just talk about watchman each episode <laughs> there it is and then i could t- there there it is. Oh. write that off too <laughs> like an after show and if i cut your guys's hair while i do it i can deduct it twice bam there it is two deductions so um, discount. I just deducted uh, Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age. I like that game. Yeah, me too. Well, you Wait, make Zodiac? It for... Huh? The Zodiac Age? Yeah. Okay. That's what Final Fantasy XII is. Hmm. 
Interesting. <laughs> it is a, it Got is it. weird if for Final Fantasy it's weird but it's also familiar too like I I don't know how to explain it I Larry I guess if you enjoy it you know how to explain it right like you get no I just thought things. it was Zodiac oh. um, but I couldn't be mistake well I'm obviously mistaken if it's Zodiac and I, not Zodiac yeah I think it's Zodiac because <laughs> even the the skill tree is set up like the Zodiac calendar. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I I think I liked it because it kind of reminded me in some ways of uh Final Fantasy 6. Yeah. But um it definitely has like some conventions in it that take from uh I mean some of the later iterations like, yeah. you know, the the skill tree kind of has uh, some of the influences from like ten and mm-hmm. and uh, the battle system has some influences from eleven. Yeah, and well, well maybe not. Well, yeah, kind of a little bit because there's that active kind of thing going on. But it, you know, it still yeah, kind of tries it, to slow it down, but not quite turn based. Like, yeah, and like, technically, I think you can actually, if I remember right, you can actually pause it if you want to. Yeah, and you can. I mean, there are ways for you to kind of make it so you give commands kinda to each character, but not all the way. And well, I yeah. haven't even gotten there. I'm still in the Citadel. You're hilarious. No, <laughs> like, there's a lot though. There's I'm just, a lot. I, re- I'm just I remember. One person. <laughs> I remember taking spending a lot of time in that beginning area too. <laughs> Have you played 14 at all? Uh, you know what? I I have not, dude. Like I, well, no, that's no. cool. Yeah, the right that's the right answer. Like I created my character, and I went to the town, and I've actually been meaning to go back, but I haven't gone back since I I talked to you about creating that character. So, but Ooh, I'm gonna girl. do it. Do they have it on no, Switch? That's cool. Is it on Switch? No. Okay. <laughs> then I'm not gonna play it. <laughs> it is coming to Xbox next year. Oh, that's the MMO one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why. So, um... What... What, uh... I want to hear Joe's take on Harley Quinn. Let's oh, do it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, since we've, been, we've been pushing that. I'm all caught up, too. There's three episodes. Oh, good. It felt like 15, but yeah. <laughs> well... Three episodes and a preview. So, what do you think of Harley Quinn, Jay? Um, I thought the pilot episode wasn't good. Um, it just felt really drawn out and slow. Uh, the humor was there, but it just wasn't doing much for me. But then episode two is, and three, consequently, are actually like really good. Like good plots, good pacing. Uh, the comedy is on point. The Joe. animation is decent. Joe. Joe, have you been reading my diary? No. <laughs> Should I be? Well, that's what uh, <laughs> that that's what I was gonna say about the series myself. Like I agree, nine one hundred percent. Like the first episode, I was like, uh, like the humor was kind of there, and even the themes, but it just didn't feel right. 
it didn't feel good to watch it. But once I got to right. two or three, like it was an enjoyable experience. And I'm like, okay, this isn't torture. Man, it sucks really? that it's censored. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like, really just the one word in the the male the human penis, right? Yeah, but I pay seven yeah, bucks but a month to the see penises all that penis. are hilarious. <laughs> like I, penises are hilarious. Yeah. Like that would have really added to the comedy. Like you never seen like the ballad of what is it? That that movie Walk Hard, the ballad of Dewey Cox. Yeah, I did not like that scene. But it was I know hilarious. what you're talking about. I you, did not la- I was not laughing. You weren't laughing? Come no, on. I was cringing. Oh, while well, we're on the topic also, of penis too, like that, I hated that they substituted that dude's penis in the the finale of Watchmen. They gave him a smaller prosthetic. Maybe it was just cold. It looked fake. Well, it was blue. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say, <laughs> the thing is. Uh, the word that they censor, which is cunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Is, they basi- you, you said cunt? Yes, cunt. Okay, so cunt. The word okay. they censor. Yes, cunt. Cunt okay. is the word they censor. Guys, they you know we can't say cunt. <laughs> But it's interesting because that's like a U.S. thing. Yeah. Like cunt is like yeah. the most terrible word in the world. But yeah. in like Europe and Australia... Like, that's just not a, a big deal. Like, yeah. the word just doesn't have the same connotation that it does. And so I wonder if they're actually going to change it, like, regionally. Like, that have that be uncensored. Or if they're still going to censor it in a region where that word just isn't that offensive. Well, they're going like to censor it so that they can make fun of Americans for being puritanical when it comes to sex and, and words, but not violence. Yeah. Um, it, it was disappointing. That's the name of this episode, but I guess... by the way. Uh, cunt. What? Cunt. Fuck, fuck. Isn't that it's, too close to cunt how... I mean... It's funny how yeah. people... It's funny how people are okay with the F word, but when you say the C word, it draws the line. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean. and there's a I mean, there's a lot of cussing in this in this series. And one thing that I mentioned to you guys was, especially that first episode, it just didn't feel right. Like they, yeah. it, a lot of the cussing felt like it was forced, especially in the opening too. Man, it's right. like like she does not feel comfortable saying those words, and then they calm it down like halfway through. I think that's one of the things that kind of affected that first episode. It felt like nobody felt comfortable doing their dialogue. You, you, and it's the the cast is really talented. Like they have a really like, to me, it's a star cast. Like it's people I like. Kaylee Cuoco is cool. Like that's fine. I, I don't. I'm not, it took me a while to get used to like her voice for Harley, but once her and Lake Bell that does Poison Ivy like were together, like it, it felt okay. It's still not what I prefer, but it, it's it's okay. And then you know, I honestly. Oh, go ahead. I hated their voices in the pilot, or ep- the first episode, which is it's a pilot episode. But yeah, yeah, I don't think that's a secret. But because of the like the shit pacing, their voices just like really 
I don't know. They just sounded super wrong to me. Yeah, it's like you could. Tell and they I was like super focused on it. Yeah. But in the, like the second episode and third episode, like I could get into the story and the comedy, and the voices don't like bother me as much. And I'm like, I'm really getting used to them now. And uh, yeah, I agree. They are like talented. I need um, to know who does the Bane voice because that fucking shit was brilliant. I hate Dude, that third the, episode. The... I hate. Yeah, it. Bane, Bane was... was cool. Bane was the only enjoyable thing for me for the second episode. I haven't seen the third one yet. Yeah, see, I hated Bane because wait, Bane was the only enjoyable. Oh, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. The... <laughs> well, cause I hated Bane because it was the like the let the games begin. You know, yeah, they're, they're making yeah. fun of that. Yeah, but he didn't have the accent. He had, like, he sounded almost Jewish, which, like, uh, like he, you know, he was saying statements and it sounded like questions. Yeah, like in, like in the, like in the movie. Yeah, it sounded like I don't know. It was a little the, the, that episode was a little too, like, weird semitically. Like Oswald Cobblepot <laughs> is Jewish. Like, hey, Cob- yeah, like. Uh, oh. All of it, all of it was ridiculous to me. I haven't seen the third episode yet. And then you Maybe. have a dude. And here's the thing: so it's either brilliant humor or just like straight up insensitive, because then you have Kite Man. Dude, and, I loved Kite Man. Kite Man was hilarious. Right, but it sounds too close to Kike. So as soon as like, oh, there's oh, a Kite no, Man that's here. That's on you. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's like on you, Mo. That's, that's on you. That's what I'm saying. Like it's either really like. <laughs> like if the comedy is brilliant or it's really insensitive. Mo's like, uncomfortable with his own thought process. Yeah. What's happening. Hey, that's usually the problem with me. But <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> and I did like I did like Kite Man's arc though, like where he's like trying to fuck Harley. I mean, trying to fuck Poison Ivy, and then <laughs> and then no, he no, just shows up no. naked for the antidote, and he thought it was a euphemism. Yeah, and then she's like, okay, with just like, okay, yeah, I know I, you're a douche, and yeah, but I just like soaring here freely. Like, maybe there is something to this kite, which is like, again, the 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 anti-Semitism, because it's like you know when the Jewish guy gets a girl that's not Jewish, that's kind of how it feels. I, and I love that we got to see like part of how. Like, I love we get to see Harley, like, fucking with people's mind, using her, like, psychology. Yeah. yeah to, like, yeah. fuck with that kid. Yeah. Because a lot of times we do not we do not get that. Like, and we don't get the psychologist side of her a lot. It gets, like, lost between the crazy and the violence. But it was, like, actually really cool seeing her fuck with that kid like that in order to get herself out of trouble. Wait, that happens in what? Episode... In the Dude. bar mitzvah. Oh, no. Yeah. The bar mitzvah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the kid's about to shoot her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. got you, got you. She starts fucking with it, his mind. Yeah, and, and you're right. That That is cool. But then, see, but I guess for me, I'm like, but but the character, like who the character is fundamentally in this show is like, kind of so it feels so like like antithetical to like what Harley Quinn 
not only like where where she started, but definitely like what she's become. It's like this feels it feels to me like the show is like a step backwards for her character. Um, I I, I can kind of exp- I think I can explain why it is that way. Sure. Um, because I I think they're you they're using a lot of so uh, uh, or oh, shit my mind's all over the place sorry um I I think they're using influence from the Jimmy Palmiotti Amanda comic Amanda Connor comic which mm-hmm. is kind of like dude, that's where you see the stuff of her fucking with people's minds that way and and things like that it's it's almost like the um. Like the the whole uh, Gotham City Sirens thing where she leaves Joker and everything, but it's right. more on her own, right? And then so now they're they're uh, they're using a little they in that comic they kind of use that and it, it follows her and, that, and that's why where it kind of like they say she's the Deadpool of DC because you, f- you deal with her on her own and she talks to the breaks the fourth wall and and, and she uses. She she looks into herself to move forward in the real world. You know what I mean? And uh, in this, yeah, but see, they're trying that's, to that's go. The thing. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So when they use that as a basis, so in the show they try to mix it into more of the Gotham City Sirens thing, and to try to make it feel like the movie that's gonna be coming out. So you right. get that disconnect. Like there's cool right. things they, they they use a cool source material to a degree, and then they have to throw these other things too, um, just to like kind of you know for for synergy in marketing. Yeah, it's like they use the premise of you know the Palmiati, Amanda Connor stuff with you know they use that premise. But then they make her act like the the one from the movie. Yeah, and 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 but it's it's almost like how you do you did with um, well I guess I, w- I shouldn't say that. What I what I should say is that character doesn't belong in that premise. You know, because yeah. it's like yeah, you can take the premise and the premise is good. Like Harley Quinn's striking out on her own and doing her own thing, and in the comic, even though she might miss the Joker. She's not trying to like, you know, not focused on the Joker, right? Because she's trying to strike out and do her own thing. Yeah, I but think... in in this, she strikes out to do her own thing, and then simultaneously is focused on the Joker, what what he's doing, and yeah, you know, trying to like make sure the that the breakup drama. Yeah, make sure that she's that he sees her, and it's like, well, dude, like. You know, that's actually the opposite of what you're trying to do, or at least what you said that you're trying to do, which, you know, I mean, I guess that it, it, it plays for some laughs, but I don't know. It just and, and then, of course, you know how I feel about, like, the Suicide Squad version, or at least, like, it, the Suicide Squad, of course, like, the, the version Harley is, is doing is going down that Guardians route, basically, where it's like, all the, like, I could I could stomach it for the first for the first movie, but you know it's a weird version of Harley Quinn. But okay, whatever. You know I get it. That's what movies do sometimes when you're talking about comics. But all the parts of it that I dislike the most, I think they've ratcheted up, and kind of the parts that I found palatable, they 
kind of tossed to the wayside. And so now it's like, okay, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This 11 version of movie Harley, it's like, I, I can't really do that. I guess part of it for me, too, that I'm enjoying, it, I love Ivy, even from the pilot. I mean, it's not a bad version. Oh, go ahead. I was like, Ivy is actually turning out to be like a really great character. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not not a bad version of the character. Yeah, I love her tone. Like, she is, yeah, so far everything about her is great. I love that she wears clothes. Like, (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to. Random swimsuits, well, green swimsuits. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love the style of like the Batman the Animated Series because it's like you know it's a bodysuit and it's like you know, it, yeah. it, it looks good. It, it's it's the right amount it's a of classic sex appeal, poison but she can, she's still threatening and and you know the, the the thing about that show is that show had class, you know. Right. But you know, you see a lot of cosplayers trying to be Ivy and they're trying to go for the the arousal of it, and that just makes me sick. Like I don't, I don't like that. Like, look, I'm a dude. I like getting hard, but you know, there's a little, there's a little aspect of that character that, yeah, she can make me a little hard, but she could kill me. Like, I like the fact that she can kill me, and they really play to that in this series. Um, you know, not a lot because not about her, but they, mm-hmm. they, they make sure like she's the sane one of the two, and yeah. and then I love, you know the venus flytrap like he <laughs> oh see and that's the best stuff part because i like i like the the actor yeah but i'm just like it's too much i mean but the thing is it's not like he goes with them when they do it, so you only get them when they're at home it's too much is it is it too much like should he be fired like the dude from american gods <laughs> i think is that what you're getting at no, that's that's definitely not what I'm getting at. For those of you listening, no. that's a, a a preview for a news story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say I could take the plant or leave it. Like he does have some good back and forth with Ivy, but if he wasn't there, I think I would be okay with it. I, like and like JB Smooth is hilarious, yeah, and the, he everything is. he says. Is usually pretty funny, but it's just it just feels unnecessary, and that's like I, I like like I really feel like you can cut his scenes from almost every, you know, every uh, uh, episode, and it wouldn't be like you're like what happened, you know, yeah. even though which and I obviously he's only been I've only seen two episodes, and I oh, will so, say so that his the- commentary during the whole kite man thing was. A highlight too of that second episode where you know it's like I saw what he say something like I saw that he took his clothes off I was gonna see how it plays out yeah or something, something crazy like that and I was like you know I was like that's it's like that's well funny. that's the thing like you know I, I'm a bit of a gardener myself so it's like if my plants could talk like that like I would want it to sound like JB Smooth right I hope somebody cosplays uh, Poison Ivy in sweats and a t-shirt. Yeah, like that would actually be hotter than what we usually oh, yeah. get. Yeah, well, you know, because uh, you know what, I'm not gonna judge the cosplayers. No, because nah, they they wear spanks well, and and you know they're trying to be naked, but they wear spanks and then they do all this contouring with makeup and then then when you see their picture when they're not wearing it, like it's a fucking mess. Is she wearing like 
pants made of leaves in some scenes? Yeah. Okay. Alright. I I I think that what this is showing us is that JB Smooth should definitely be like in a little shop of horrors remake. Like that's what that's where that well, all belongs. This, we don't we don't need another one. Too. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we don't need another one, but I'm happy to have him here. Yeah. No, there's too many like the like it's bad enough that the Rick Moranis one had a happy ending. Like we don't need more of that. Oh no, the the JB Smooth one will be dark. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you can do that voice. We don't need more. I we I wasn't sure more. if that was a if that yeah. was a race joke or, or what was happening there. <laughs> I was gonna I like say got real quiet. Larry's like, Jason. Larry's racist. Everybody knows that about me. Um, I I do, Larry. So you didn't see the one with the Zeus? Uh, the third episode. No, yeah, dude. I'll, so, I'll watch and I it. I think it really, it really does. Like I actually do kind of like this Harley. Yeah. Like she, her focus on the Joker is not really as prominent as you would make it out to be. Yeah, I got like, the impression she wanted to be in the Legion of Doom. Yeah, that, not, that's Joker thing. Yeah, and Joker just keeps kind of throwing himself in there because he's part of it. Why does she want to be part of the Legion of Doom? To spite the Joker. Well, there you go. I thought it was just because that's where superheroes, uh, supervillains go. Like, that's the no. big supervillain club. Like, if you're no. a superhero, you want to be in the Justice League. If you're a supervillain, you want to be in the Legion of Doom. No, she's, she's, she's trying to become part of the Legion despite the Joker. And that's what, when he finds that out, that's why he decides to go. Because he wasn't even going to go. And that's, that's the premise of the second episode. Where it's just like, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, like, like, I feel like it works. And I mean, it does get weird in the third episode, but I I still <laughs> like this premise. Like Harley Quinn trying to get into the Legion of Doom is a cool premise to me. No, and she I might be doing it to spite the Joker, but at the same point, she's been basically avoiding the Joker. He just happens to show up where she is. And like well, it's not like she's actually going after him or going after well, things she's trying to do. Like she's actually trying to do her own shit. And the Joker just happens to be showing up. Oh. Well, and again, like that's why that that's part of like for me like why I said Bane was the most enjoyable part whereas like like Bane calls the Joker to let him know that Harley showed up to the party, which is which is hilarious because it's like all friggin' gossipy and like what just is like what Mo said. Like what what when he calls Joker, he, he sounds he does sound like like uh, you know uh, like a, a little gossip. Like hey, guess who just showed up? You're not gonna believe who's there. And I'm like, dude, like that. I don't know. That's funny to me. Like the voice is so ridiculous, but it's it's it. They're playing it up because you know because it's supposed to be. Like we can all agree now that that's ridiculous, and so I'm like, oh, that's fun, but you know, it, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like I I like the idea of Harley Quinn striking out on her own, and one of the first things she tries to do is join the Legion of Doom. That that is a great premise. 
I just wish it was less attached to the Joker. And, you know, and like, because it did, it doesn't need to be. But I think because the show, or at least so far, it feels like the show is very stuck on that premise. Like, oh, she's she's trying to make sure she shows out for Joker that he's involved. Like, I don't know if Joker. Well, I know in there's less the third episode like or not, but I was no. he probably no, no Joker, no Joker. The third I, episode. I don't remember him being in it. Like, I know the main thing, like the main villain in a. In uh, episode three is Maxi Zeus, which okay. again I love the series for bringing out these like random yeah people. It's amazing. Psycho man. Uh, yeah, Doctor Psycho, <laughs> Kite Man. I haven't seen him in like the last time I saw him was on a list listicle of like stupid villains. Yeah. So it's like it that's kinda... awesome to see him playing with that. And that's how I started. Joker, Go ahead. Joker is is in the opening of the third one, but that's what sets Harley on her quest for that episode. Oh, that's right. So he's in like the prologue, and then he's like, after that, he's gone. Okay. And it's her. It's all about her trying to get her own crew. Like she's trying gotcha. to figure out how to like. It really is her arc from going from uh from sidekick to main villain and mm. you re- that in the third episode it, that's when it really like cements that aspect of it and uh once you get you know three episodes in like because th- one of the things i hated about the first episode was jim gordon and batman oh dude jim gordon's terrible yeah I, it doesn't make any it didn't make any sense why he would be like that it doesn't like I'm pretty sure he's like he's on drugs, right? And then Batman like too like yeah I I don't it, it's ridiculous I I don't I I don't want any like I'm not liking Damien ridiculous, but in the good way. I'm sorry, say that again, Joe. I was saying Clayface is ridiculous, but in the good way. Yeah, yeah, but you got Max Zeus. Uh, Voiced by Will Sasso. Oh, really? Yeah, which is amazing. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah, I loved it. I forgot who did Doctor Psycho though, but he was actually pretty good. Yeah, he was good too. Like uh, the voice, um, who was Clayface? Damn. And I love the look on Wonder Woman's face. <laughs> like this, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Oh, so funny. So, yeah. It sounds like it sounds like you know, you all are basically saying it's getting better like with each episode. Yeah. Oh, Tony Yeah, Hill. like I think honestly I think I do like episode 2 a little more than 3, but I definitely love the direction it's going. What are you going to say, Mo? Uh, uh, Tony Hill did the voice of Dr. Psycho. And he's awesome. Um, for those of you who don't know, he's the guy with the hook on his hand in uh, in Arrested Development. 
I didn't watch Arrested Development. Oh, you're doing yourself a disservice. He's man. the uh, he's the assistant in Veep. Okay, gotcha. Right, that skinny balding guy. Yeah, but I don't think Larry watched Veep. Also, I've I've seen episodes of Veep, but I haven't watched it in its entirety. Yeah, it's it's funny. But that guy doesn't get shown off as well as he does in Arrested Development. Sounds like. I need to watch both. Mm, yeah, I, yeah. Fuck it, watch both. It's not like you have. I will. A, it's not like you have limited time or anything. Oh, I got limited time, but you know, it'll it, it'll go on a list. <laughs> it's like I'll watch the rest of development right after I finish playing The Witcher Three. I just started. <laughs> I don't. I don't appreciate how funny you found that, Jay. <laughs> I meant it as a joke, but I feel, I feel, I feel like there's a mockery in that laughter too. <laughs> well, he know, he knows in Witcher Three, you're still in the Citadel. Yeah, no, I haven't, he, I haven't fought the Griffin. Yeah, he hasn't yeah, even gotten no, to the yeah, Citadel no yet. Yeah, there's no way you'll ever finish watching Witcher, or finish Witcher Three, for that matter. Oh no, uh, there, there's a way. Joe, are you gonna laugh at me? When I tell you I just put it into my PS4. No, I mean, it's not that. It's basically like I know, like me and Lawrence have talked about The Witcher 3. Yeah. Like we've both talked about like how big it is and how expansive it is and how hard it is to get back into even after like a month of not playing. Yeah. You kind of have to learn everything all over again. Yeah. Like. You ever read it's the book? No. I hear they're pretty good, but I hear that they're kind of convoluted too. Just to, just don't expect the TV show to be anything like the games. Oh, okay. Who would expect that? I mean, I mean, I I know I know that there's there's one scene that they depict in the game that they say it's in the book, which is that hot tub scene. Well, that's just. That's just, I mean, if you got Cavill, you got to put him in a tub, right? <laughs> you just, you just have to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that Witcher TV show, I'm a, I'm a little upset. I'm hoping they explain it. I'm a little upset that he only has one sword on him. Because I doubt there's going to be full frontal nudity, so it's already different. Oh, I'm out. Is there full <laughs> frontal nudity in the game? Yeah. Yes. Oh wow, I didn't know that. You have sex on the unicorn at one point. Okay. Yeah. I was. I'm. I'm pretty sure that the book was far more explicit. I was playing. I I was playing the Witcher game, and my wife happened to walk by right when the where the scene where you start having sex on a unicorn, and like she looks at it. So, I don't know what you're playing, but I got next. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good That's game. Funny. You should play. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's on my list. I you know it's like I got it here, so I'm gonna play it. I just haven't done it yet. I actually just started, uh, which I, is crazy, because it's like been sitting on my shelf for I don't know how long. But I just started playing Assassin's Creed Origins, and like I'm enjoying. It. I'm like, oh, it's a good game. Orange Origins, you so you haven't even done Odyssey? 
No, no, Odyssey came next, so I got to play Origins first. <laughs> if you're gonna start playing those Witcher games, you might start. You might as well start with the first game. Well, no, if you got long ways to go. If you're gonna play, no, no, I'm look, not, if you I'm got not. Witcher three on your shelf, like you might as well forget of every, every other game, like. Because mine was on my shelf for, I, I want to say, seven months. But it's like, okay, I bought myself a monitor so I can play at my desk now. Uh-huh. And uh, so I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't want to play Spider-Man. I'll put that. And then I haven't touched it since. Yeah. But, but you know, I guess I'm working my way up to Witcher 3. You know what I'm saying? Because I know Witcher 3, like, I did start it for a hot second. And I do understand how in-depth it is because I did, like, the tutorials. Like, yeah, like, there's, like, Jay is absolutely right. Like, you literally have to, like, like, almost almost any game you have to kind of re-remember the mechanics for. But some mechanics are more forgiving than others. And Witcher is on the far end of unforgiving where it's just like, listen, why? Or they're like, why did you put it down? <laughs> they don't. They they. It's almost like they made it so they want to penalize you for going away, and so that's okay. I, like, I know games. I know games like that can be very intimidating when you first start playing them because they're so big and massive that it would take you a while to get through the tutorial just to be able to get a grip on how the controls work. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's just it's just having the time to play it. But yeah, should I get but, it on the Switch? You can't. I don't think you can play it on the Switch now. No, it's on the Switch. Oh, it is. Yeah. Witcher three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, probably, but it probably plays at thirty frames per second. When you can play it at that in sixty frames per second on the I, Xbox. I don't give, I don't give a shit. About, I don't give a shit about that. Like, I want to be able to play it at any given free moment I have. I don't. I don't like The Witcher. Well, doesn't feel like the kind of game where you're like. I mean, I mean, oh, you, it's you, not moving you at sixty the, frames per second. Like, it's not like you, a racing game or a fighting game. Also, you, RPG. you do get the added advantage. You also get the added advantage of being able to play it anywhere. So that's what I'm you saying. Can just like, take it with you wherever you go. It, <laughs> it's. It doesn't matter like what frame rate. That's why there's a reason why like all the Final Fantasies like got ported over so easily to the Switch because you're walking around half the time like it's pre-rendered backgrounds like, you don't have to worry. You can't about say it. can't say all the Final Fantasies. You can't you can't play six on the Switch, right? Uh, well, I'm pretty uh, sure I'm pretty sure you're gonna play the Final Fantasy VII remake when that comes out. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that's gonna be on PlayStation Four. Like that's not on the Switch. But I can't play the original on the Switch. Six, I mean, I don't think they've put it out yet, but it's an easy, like, port. Oh, yeah. It can it can be done. Yeah. That I'm not I disputing. Got, I, would, I got so mad. Those old got, graphics, they can port any of those games. I got so mad because I when I bought 12, I opened it, and it was an ad for 10. Like, yeah. Oh, I can get ten. Like, why didn't I just get that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, what, what am I doing with this game? If yeah. I can play it, because that's a new game to me. I, I'm not, I haven't. I've never played it. Like, it, it, you know, I didn't have time to sit at a console for that one when it came mm-hmm. out. So it's like I'm gonna get on the Switch. Yeah, you buy you, you buy you buy FF10, and then you find out that there's an FF102 
I think that came after. Well, when you, when you buy 10, you get 10 too also. Like, they, it's together on the same cartridge. Now, fi Final Fantasy X has its own following in a very deep way. No, I mean, I love X. I, I enjoy X a lot. It got real hard for me, but, mm -hmm. you know, if I can carry it around with me, then, you know, I, I'm sure I can nail it. Yeah, I feel I feel like ten was probably the closest hey, uh, a Final Fantasy fan hey, base got to, hey. to seven. Yeah. Hey, you can take it to you while you're at the barber. Uh, well, that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just sitting there waiting for a customer, and one of those slow days, you could just sit there and play the game all the way through. No, I could just play it while I'm cutting hair. <laughs> Like can't play it while you cutting my hair. I'll be like, wait a minute, hey, save, goddamn. Yeah, you. Yeah, you got the I don't scissors need to, in one I, hand, I don't and in your other that, hand, you have the, the, the like. I have the, the sleep button. I could just hit the sleep button. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about? So, Lawrence. Yes. I was gonna ask you. What yes. did you think of Calamity of that's, a Zombie Girl? That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> I, I love you. You cut. You caught me right in the same thought. That's hilarious. Uh, did anybody else watch this other than me and Jay? We had a Mo whole did. show. <laughs> we had a whole show about it. Oh, we're okay. waiting for oh, you. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm the last one to see. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like uh -oh. it. Oh, that might be the title uh -oh. of this episode. <laughs> I, I don't like it. <laughs> I was like, you know, because don't. Here's here's my here's my thing. Like, I have no issue with a movie or a television show or whatever it is like not having likable people in it like you know like not necessarily having a hero to root for that's okay but i want that joint to be done really well you know what i mean like i want like i i want to have like i want to feel compelled to root for for the bad guy and this joint, I don't even sure, like, like, it's just all, everybody in this, I disliked. And there was nobody that I was like, oh, man, I hope they get what they want. Like, I just, like, I, you know, it was like, really, I just was kind of sitting there, and I was like, man, if a big black hole appeared out of nowhere and sucked all these people into it, that would probably be the best ending. I don't know, man. It just... I didn't like it. I did. I didn't like it. So what? Why didn't you like the zombie girl? There was no reason to like her. Like, like, why? Why would I like her? Like, I don't. Like, I don't. I don't. You know, start going into her backstory, and I'm thinking, like, okay, they're gonna tell me something that's gonna make me feel like, oh man, it's you know. Her situation is kind of messed up, but we, it, it doesn't ever really come. It didn't come for me. I was just like, oh, okay, well, that's why she's a zombie. <laughs> but outside of that, I'm just like, well, 
Okay. I like yeah, like I don't like I just didn't feel like I didn't relate pretty much to anyone and none of the characters were that like particularly compelling and then like from a from a narrative perspective it doesn't really do anything that interesting to me and you know like the uh, there's just weird choices that get made throughout from each of the characters and just really silly kind of like what go into detail like what are the weird choices um okay i mean like right right from the jump like the the fact that the woman I know she wants to go to the zombies because she wants or wants to see the zombies because she wants the the jewel thingy, you know, like, I don't understand why she couldn't just tell somebody that and like have them help her. Or even if she's like, I, I guess, you know, I, I understand she was trying to keep it secret, but I it's, it's just I guess it's all it's all kind of weird because it's like. I don't know that she necessarily needed to enlist the help of that crew of people to do what she needed to do. It felt like the people that she was already aligned with were probably all more than capable of of doing, like, breaking into that place and and getting into those zombies or getting to that, you know, zombie girl, I guess. But maybe not. I, I, I don't know. But that was weird. And then, you know, the whole the whole way that that whole crew kind of interacts with each other, like it feels like none of them really like each other. Um, but then they have this club. And so that was strange. And then after the zombie girl comes and like comes to life and she friggin', uh, uh, finds the first kid and like mutilates him or whatever and he's trying to get help and like this just the idea that this guy's like running through the halls of this dorm which i know that there's only a few people there because it's i guess it's winter break or whatever or summer i don't know but you know and he's like basically armless splurting blood all over the place but nobody nobody can help him Nobody can like see see or for whatever reason like recognize the fact that he's like in ridiculous distress. It's like it's all just really kind of a uh, very strange and a little too convenient, you know. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand that you know some of it is is kind of like anime tropish, but uh, it feels like it in the worst possible ways. It just yeah. So I, I didn't like it. I I watched it and I was the I think the only part that I really was like oh this is kind of interesting was the kung fu fight. And I think that was the only part where I was like oh like you know I like I kind of like this like this is you know but. You know, I, at the same time, too, it's just like, ugh, like, you know, then it, like, the, like, the, the, at the end when the zombie girl gets the upper hand, it's like, oh, this just gets, like, gratuitous, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, we're just messing around and hurting people to hurt people now. 
Which, okay. I mean, it's a zombie girl, right? I, You know, it's a monster, I, I guess. But yeah. I mean, she was trying to defend herself. The zombie girl? Yeah. I mean, that, she at the end, she's not trying to defend herself. At the end, she's just, like, smashing her. Like, that literally smashing her. And so I was just like, okay, well. There it is. Like, that was probably the closest thing. Like, that character might have been the closest thing to a character I liked. <laughs> really? Yeah. She was a dick. They, they, they're all dicks, Joe. I don't know if you noticed. I mean, the zombie girl isn't that bad. What 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 makes her not that bad? Like what like here's the thing like I she's look when you steal from a mummy you get cursed and you basically she didn't want to kill all those people but they wouldn't give her her stone back like if but they she, if they gave her the stone she would have went away she but no, they I chose to not to do that yeah but and that's like, why they died. Well, but and th- they didn't even all die. Like they let the one girl live. <laughs> like I guess what I'm saying is because she had the stone back. Like once she got the stone back, the killing stopped. They let that one girl live, and they went on and did their own thing. Yeah, I I, I don't know the like the mummy was really strong. I mean, or the zombie. It's like. You know, realistically, she didn't have to kill anybody to get the stone back. She just probably could have, like, you know, either tortured one or held held them ransom, which I guess that technically happened for a hot second. But, but yeah, yeah. You saw how well that worked out. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I can't dispute that. But, yeah, for me, I just like. Also, the just, janitor was a good guy. The, the like janitor was probably the best person. The janitor was the best person, and he died quickly. And painfully, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that that was my take on it. I was just like, ah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean. Okay. Yeah. What did you all think about it? Oh, it was awful yeah it was like there were so many things and you brought up that the woman didn't need the crew you're right the teacher yeah. should have had access yeah. like you actually uh-huh. don't need those five people at all Mm-mm. and it's like the movie is just full of those like these really bad choices that they make oh, yeah. like the delayed reaction to getting the arm torn off yeah, like yeah, went on way too long. Oh, and dude. the action, the kung fu fight is ridiculous. Like, yeah. it actually changes the genres for yeah. that fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's just so awkward. It's glorious. I love it. It's so terrible, <laughs> but I love bad. it. Oh, like no. it is like terrible in the best way. It's like yeah. the person had no idea how to make a horror movie. He nope. just kind of read a half a book on it. And you could see where he was trying to do a horror thing. 
but then he just fell back into anime. It's yeah, I love it. I love it. It's so awkward and so oh. terrible. Did you guys? And talk I, about I love the, it. Did you guys talk about the basketball fight scene already? Oh, yes. I think we. Yeah, that's the kung fu fight. Yeah, that was but, crazy. <laughs> it. Yeah. Because it that just totally, it's so it, bad. It's it, good. It totally just cuts to that scene, like, like literally, they're running, and then all of a sudden it cuts to them like facing off in the gym. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, why, why did this happen? Like, what made her feel like, well, this is where I'm taking, this is where I'm making my final stand. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it did, it definitely didn't cross over to. The whole uh, it was so bad it was good thing uh, for me. It didn't yeah. do that for me. It it stayed and I could in, understand in the that, bad zone. But I just loved it so much. It's really? so awkward. Oh, and dude, you can see, he's trying so hard, kind of, to make hey. a good movie. But he just, just doesn't happy that know you how. Bad too. I was. I thought. I first. I thought you all liked it. I was like, oh. I don't know why they're like this. I mean, there's... Oh, no. yeah, it's not, it's not like Joe was defending it while yeah. you were talking, and then as soon as you ask him, he's like, "Oh, I agree with everything you said." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, and I'm gonna point out the parts where they like if they got something right, they got something right. Yeah, and I, I do like the zombie girl. I do think that if they had just gave her the stone back, she would have left them alone, and they could have survived. But in a bad horror movie, everyone's got to die. So it's like they don't give her the stone back, even though that's the most logical thing. Right. And I mean, no matter how bad you want to fuck some teacher, you know, when there's a zombie in front of you trying to get her stone back, you should give it back. Did they ever explain what, like, I might have missed it. What was the deal with the little servant girl? They didn't explain it. Yeah, she's just a servant girl. Okay, but I'm like, why is she alive? <laughs> she don't know Jewel or nothing. Like, who? <laughs> yeah, they kind of share it. <laughs> like, the Jewel is actually very ill-defined. Yeah. Yeah. say. Because it's like, you take it off. And that's off. part of what I love. Yeah, it's, it's so ill-defined. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, the original Mummy. You know, you take... Uh... It, that's kind of like the vibe that it gave me where it's like that didn't make a whole lot of sense itself but yeah uh, it's a whole mess I gotta watch it again yeah. to really talk about it Cause I, I oh did, no don't don't I, watch it again I did make a point when we actually talked about it the first time but now it's lost I, I've, I've had moonshine so. that's okay so it's lost yeah no, it, like, okay like, I'm done <laughs> how many how many uh sarcophagus gems do you give it out of five well because of the kung fu scene i'll give it one <laughs> is that a, like it would have had two or say what it would have had two until the kung fu scene or no 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 zero. the kung fu scene's what stops it from getting zero <laughs> in a basketball court well, it eventually. And the goes blood outside. and guts weren't too much for you. It wasn't too much, but I didn't like it. 
Like that was like I was like when when she started grabbing that chick and smashing her into the trees and stuff. I was like, oh, like you know, it's like at this point in my life, I can do animated gore for the most part, at least. But you know, it's like because yeah. But I remember you know being as you know, like you remember when I was younger, I couldn't do animated gore. Like I remember getting queasy watching uh, Fist of the North Star. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, and just being like, oh my God, I can't. These seven wounds, like that scene would kill me because I was feeling the anguish. But now it's like, okay, I still feel the anguish, but I can deal with it because it's like, okay, that's not real. But I can't, like, I don't, like, I don't, I couldn't do that in real life, like, or in a, not real life, but like in a live action format, like, especially like with today's technology. I'd be like, ah. Did you watch the live action Fist of the North Star? I I did see it in uh, the live action one, and it wasn't fun then either. (laughs) Really? It was a bad movie. It was. Yeah, really bad. Just in general. The effects are terrible. Like, I don't think Larry would just, like, laugh laugh at them, but. Well, at the time. My favorite character wasn't in it. So Uh, fuck that movie. (laughs) But it came out not too long after I'd seen the original. I mean, yeah, seen the original anime. So I was still, like,. You know, the animated version of it was not fun. Was not fun for me to watch. So, but anyway, yeah. Okay, good. I'm look. I'm glad because I was like, man, if these guys like this joint, I don't know what to say to them anymore. Because I was like, this is terrible. We we're just trying <laughs> you to watch a bad movie. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, mission accomplished. Because <laughs> I, I sure did. I look. I was probably like a quarter of the way through, and I was like, what? is this <laughs> I was like I was literally like watching it and I was like man is this gonna about to come together somehow or like I'm like why are we talking about this and then halfway through I'm like no this is just a bad movie like you can't you can't come back from what what I've seen so far like the rest of this could be the best movie I've ever seen and it would just maybe break even <laughs> Right, yeah. Okay. We should talk about some comics. Yeah, let's do the King's Tale. The King's Story. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I wanted to give you the opportunity to correct me pompously like I did earlier. Yeah. Erroneously. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's talk about it. So, uh, if you listen to Fantastic Forum, you've heard me talk about Beckley Cloonan's work. I love it. I love all of it. Um, but nothing, nothing pleases me more than her create her own work that she does for herself and somehow the fans get it. Um, one of the stories that I talked about in the past was this book called by chance of Providence, which was reprintings that she did for a Japanese anthology. And one of those stories was wolves. And in that story, you you see you f- see a hunter getting sent off to kill a werewolf, and you know hilarity ensues or whatever. Like you have to read it to find out. I'm not telling you shit. And uh, I guess by me not telling you shit, I'm doing you a disservice because this king story is a story of the king that sends that hunter to hunt the wolves. In that story, she wrote ten years ago. So ten years later, we get the other side of the story, and it's awesome. Um. She 
started a website called Mystery School Comics Group, and it's just a bunch of creators that create things and sell them directly to you, not through a publisher, not through, uh, you know, uh, not through the people that sell you uh, comics at a convention signed and then they're not signed, like happened to me during Comic-Con. You know what I mean? She just sells it mm. to you. And it came signed. I didn't even know it came signed. But it was signed. That's another bonus. Because that's my first time I get her signature. So, cool. Um, but yeah, th- it's a little bit of an ash can. It's, it's smaller than your average comic by about an inch all around. It's uh, about 20 pages. And what she does, so... You know, there's a Larry. I don't know. You're not a social media guy like that, but have you ever heard of Inktober? Oh yeah. Okay. So for Inktober, she creates. So last year, she created like a tarot set, like an unofficial, not a a a, a, a unofficial tarot set. You know what I mean? That's with a particular theme, and she printed it into a little book, the size. Of, you know, I want to say what three by four three by five you know and she did that the year before i you know i buy them every year this year she did a comic book page every day for inktober Mm. and it it was that story she bound it up in november sold it in november shipped it in december wow that's cool yeah and that's the king story so you get the story of how the king got to be king and why he sent that hunter to hunt that wolf in wolves. And it really rounds out the story a lot. <laughs> like this one actually has more story. She did more. So in wolves, she actually took, um, I don't know how long she took to write that, like four years or something. And in between doing mainstream work, like she would draw like a panel of like, let's say DMZ or Killjoys or, you know, Batman, whatever she was working on. And then she would do like a layout for this book, for Wolves, you know? So the process took years. And then eventually she re edited it, redid it, you know? You know how comics go. Like it's a process, like it's layers. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually she had the finished products and she did that. But with the King story, it's a cautionary tale, as it says in the title. She actually uh, did it in like 30 days. I'm sure she had the story already in her head, but she like I actually watched her post <laughs> each page. Like if you follow her on Instagram, you could see each panel as she does it in her story feed. And yeah, the finished product was great. It was five bucks. Um, pre-ordered. I think she only printed a thousand and you can only buy 500 at pre-order and then there's 500 left that you can get when you go to her booth at any upcoming convention until they run out. But yeah, it's just, it's a cool way. It's a weird way in this digital age where you can just mass distribute something like doing it this way is very old school and very it's like the vinyl of comics in a sense you know (laughs) like why would you do it this way and it's really it's really for the love of comics right later on in the news i'll give you a story about a comic that isn't for the love of comics (laughs) but (laughs) 
But that's a tease for later. But yeah, it's really for the love of comics because she's like, this is a story I like, and you know, I'm not gonna worry about getting it published anywhere. I'll publish myself. I'll print it myself. Um, no Kickstarter either. <laughs> you know, like no. Yeah. You know, you know how I feel about Kickstarter. Like as, as much as I I give to Kickstarters or Patreons and stuff. Like to me, like if I were to do something, it, to me it feels like I'm panhandling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. and and I always say, like, if it's worth buying, like, people will buy it. And, yeah, the, the pre-order sold out quick. And I thought they weren't going to do anything after, but I guess she doubled the pre-order, and then now she's going to make a little in the back end, which is her right. It's her creation. Yeah. Yeah. I did feel a little betrayed, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's still, like, I'm sure it's going to get published by image at some point just like everything else she's done by her on her own you know but uh yeah um i will tell you about the story because like usually when we review comics i tell you about the story what happens to get you intrigued to buy it but if you're listening to this chances are you're not going to get it because <laughs> <laughs> it's sold out it's done like it's a pre right. and there's only 500 left that guess what you're not going to the convention when they're going to buy it yeah uh maybe some you know somebody scanned it and uploaded it onto a, a bootleg site i haven't found it yet so nobody that pre-ordered it did that uh it came with some goodies too um i'm gonna put them in chat real quick because i i thought I was, you know i gave her five bucks i'm like oh okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get the uh the comic but i got a bunch of stickers that she drew herself throughout the year like she made them into stickers and, and gave them to me and everything she draws i want tattooed on my body so it's like my next one might come from there too and uh yeah wow. it's it, it, like I, I i think there's gonna be a third part to this little saga <laughs> involving wolves uh larry i'm gonna, eventually i'm gonna get you to read it because you you yeah. read wolves too right like yeah yeah so yeah, I guess I can spoil it since nobody, you know, you're not going to be able to really buy it anytime soon. Um, the hunter from Wool. So the king, the king's tale, he he saved the witch from being hunt killed by wolves. By, you know, he was a bastard son and his brother kept him locked up in the woods and basically gave him food and left him there because he's an heir to the throne. And, you know, he didn't want that threat so he left him there it's a medieval tale and he's out wandering in the woods and he sees an old lady getting by the river and there's like a pack of wolves after her and so he, he he fights them off and they leave and then she, he walks her home and she says well here why don't you uh you know here i'm a witch i, I give you i grant you three wishes for saving me thank you so much but she says, choose wisely because it's not going to, you know, it, it, it's, it's tricky. He goes, well, you know, he, his birthright is to be king to a certain degree. So he's like, I wish to be king. You know, the next couple of days, the true king gets eaten by wolves. <laughs> and wow. he inherits the kingdom. Uh while he's king, he's like he's you no, know, he's not a very good king. People like 
the, he's got the yes men. He's got the people asking him for things, and you know, there's a there's an epidemic of wolves killing people in the woods, and coming into the village and taking kids, and killing people. And you know, if you read wolves, you know they're werewolves. They're not really like just wolves. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he goes, well, you know, that's a, that's a, another problem. Like, well, I'll, we'll figure it out later. But right now, I need a wife. So he goes back to the witch and says, you know, the king, like, you know, yeah, your majesty, like, you're asking for a wife. You know, I, I can get you a wife if that's what you wishes. But you know, you need to pay a, a little bit of a of a dowry. You got to give a ring. So he gives her a ring. You know, he goes, she goes, I, he goes, I want somebody beautiful. I want somebody clever. I want somebody to talk to me. You know, like, like the people around him don't. He gets it. All right. Then the wolf epidemic gets even worse. And then he goes, well, you know what? My third wish is for somebody to kill these goddamn wolves. Lo and behold, the hunter comes. <laughs> the hunter from wolves mm-hmm. comes. And he's the best hunter in life. Kills all the wolves. And then out of all the hides, he made the code for the queen. And the queen falls in love with him. And he fucks the queen. Then the queen mysteriously disappears. Quote, unquote. We, all, <laughs> we both know that she turned into a wolf and left. Because we read wolves. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, and yeah. So he sends him off to kill. You know, suspiciously, the... The king sends that hunter to kill the wolf. And that's where the story rounds out with the previous one. And, uh, yeah, it's the cautionary tale. Like, it's, it was a good experience. It was like, I'm not going to read this comic anywhere unless I actually sought it out, like, the way I did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that sounds art, pretty cool. The art, I mean, her art's great. Like, I love her art. It's super clean and uh, smooth. It's more often not black and white, and with right here in wool, she didn't use gray tones a lot. She used a lot more cross hatching. Here, she used more gray tones, and that like really smooths everything out more. So I think that wolves might have a remix <laughs> in the future. Where don't be no, mm-hmm. don't be surprised if uh, at that some at some point in that story. The hunter becomes the werewolf and becomes the hunted. Sounds like somebody's read wolves. <laughs> nope. I'm just I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Where I'm telling this you that's go. what happened. Like we know that's what happened. Like we know that's what happened ten years ago. Like that. <laughs> we said it when we reviewed wolves. <laughs> That's cool. That that that's really interesting. Like and it's interesting that, you know, the fact that every like because of it's such being such a limited run that you know, everyone's not going to get the opportunity to necessarily partake in that. Yeah, yeah. Um when Wolves was coming out and um The Meyer and I forget the name of the other one. There, it was three stories that she did like that, and they were printed, but they were printed only in Japan and in Japanese. So you could, oh. even if I were to get them, I wouldn't re- be able to read them. 
And, and she always yeah. does stuff like that. Like, it's weird. But that's what she does. Like, it's for the love of comics. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I give this five. Uh, five five werewolves? No, five heavy crowns. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, let's see. What else do we need to talk about? I feel like I'm, for, I'm definitely forgetting. I mean, you read that other comic, right? The. Oh yeah. Um. The um. Oh man, what's it called again? Read. Read only memories. I read only memories. I didn't read it, but yeah. Rom. Oh, did you not read it? No. You should you should read it so we can, and we can talk about it next week. You sure? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like you know, and that goes for you too, uh, Jay and I, Oz. I know you, Jay, uh, would, Jay would enjoy it. Yeah, I think so too. Oz, it would be interesting to get your take. I don't know if you'll like it. We're or doing not. a we're doing a Christmas episode. No. Oh wow, you're right. Next week is Christmas, huh? Yeah, absolutely, man. Fat. Fantastic, fantastic festivus. Fantastic festividad. No, that doesn't come out right. But no, we we probably not. Are you going to be able to broadcast it? Are you going to be able to broadcast that show on your own? Oh, no. I can. You're definitely there, Kyra Claw. You're there for Christmas. You're going to get holiday pay. We're going to pay you triple time what we pay. I get. I get holiday pay at my job. I don't have to worry about it. Oh, I heard Derek Gates doesn't have anything to do, right? What happened to Derek? He Gates? is home for the holidays, so you never know. Like, why does he have nothing to do? What? Well, he's available. What's he doing? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on um on what they call a Christmas break. I have to work this week, so I don't have to go back to work until January sixth. Man, and then that's after. uh, Yeah, but that's after December twentieth. The the Wednesday after Christmas is New Year's Day. Yeah. Oh man, January sixth. Also, is the premiere date. Yeah, that's when I go back to work. And it's the premiere date for Infinity Train season two. Oh, awesome. What is Infinity Train? Oh, Larry, you don't know, man. Larry, you suck. You see, you're saying that, but I think if you watched it, you would actually be hyped for it. I think I would be. It sounds like something I'd be hyped for. What? What is? Why, it? why don't you tell me what it is? It's a. It's Thanos <laughs> porn, right? Thanos porn. <laughs> Infinity Train, uh, season one was about a girl who runs away from home. And she ends up boarding this magical train. Oh, I'm in. And, uh, it, yeah, it's basically an infinite train. There are infinite cars. Each car is, like, its own world. Okay, I'm out. And she's trying to, like, find her way home. Oh, I'm in. Is, uh, is, is this infinity train powered by gems? By, by stones? With no. different colors? No. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Then I'm screw out. it. I'm out. 
I'm mad that and it's, uh, Tiger Claw. It's kind of cool because it has like light horror overtones. Oh, I'm in. I'm mad that Tiger Claw said gems. It would make sense if the if this Infinity Train was powered by six <laughs> Infinity Stones, because no, how does. else would the train move? It, it's like it, it's like Tiger Claw never heard the word Infinity before. I know, I right? Know what the word Infinity is. To infinity I, and beyond. I don't even understand how being powered by gems makes sense to Tiger Claw. Like, yeah, he's like, "How's with the train move?" It's like we have tr- we have trains in real life. Yeah, and they move yeah, without any infinity you, gems. <laughs> well, so they probably uh, move unless, like trains. But you never know. Then there might be an infinity train that only works when you put stones in them. Gems, not stones. In a Marvel universe. Gems, stones, whatever you want to call it. Blame blame Marvel Studios for changing like, that. Like coal? Is that what you mean? Because coal, like, stones, and gems? Because, no, no. Just blame, blame Marvel Studios for that. Because back in the days, we used to call them Infinity Gems. And now we're forced to call them Infinity Stones. Back in the day, we? I don't call them we? that. What, is, this, is this the royal we you're using? Yeah, what the fuck you mean? <laughs> we white, Before... Man? Uh, uh, you, you, oh come on! You've been comic book guys. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, well, we all used to call it the Infinity Gems. What do you mean, we white man? Because that's that's the way, that's how the way no, things used to be. No, look, you didn't know it used to be that way. You just found out it used to be that way. No, no the the Infinity Gems were around since Marvel versus Capcom one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, that's how far that's no. how far back I know Can't about. It. No, 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 no. Infinity gems. It wasn't Marvel versus Cap. Marvel versus Capcom did not no. have the Infinity gems. No, it was Marvel superheroes. X Men versus two. X Men Children of the Atom. No, that didn't well, have Infinity. No, Man. not X Men. No, it no, was it was Marvel superheroes. No, X Men versus Marvel had the <laughs> Infinity Stones. No, X Men versus Marvel was the the merger that just happened with Fox and DC, Fox and uh, <laughs> and, and Marvel and Disney. <laughs> anyways, uh, anyways, uh, back on that Infinity Train. What else can you tell us about it? Like, don't you don't care? Don't act like you care. I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get us back on topic. Look, why won't you? Try not getting us off topic. Uh, because I'm running the show at the moment and I'm trying to get everyone back on this infinity train that we're, con- you know, we're driving. So yeah, no, we're engineering. <laughs> what um? Wait. Why were we talking about Infinity Train? Because January 6th... When because we talk- it comes out the same day the Tiger Claw has to go back to work. And we come, oh, back, and we come back to to streaming. So, so are we doing a show... Are we going to just skip those two weeks? I was are thinking we- of taking a holiday break just because... Well, in my mind, the 24th and the 31st were the Wednesdays. But it turns out, I found out this morning, that's not the case. No, no, so, yeah, those those are the, still, the Tuesdays. They're still tricky. It's still tricky. I mean, 
we can if you want. Uh, I don't. I definitely don't think we should do Christmas. Yeah. If anything, maybe I would first. entertain New Year's, but if you, if you, New Year's Day, but if you all don't want to do that, that might that's be, okay. Yeah, too. that might be a little tricky too. I don't, I don't know yet, but yeah, that's probably know. a good I'll off the air. Yeah. Probably a good discussion for off the air. <laughs> I mean, judging by how <laughs> this is, this yeah, is what the people yeah, want. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, if you want to do uh, January first, twenty twenty. Well, judging Logistics. by how judging fine. by how crazy uh, chat is going over this I mean, news, you could, like you could do I, it like I, a, you could do like I, I think end we could of take, the year show. I think we could take the the, the in, holidays off. In, in <laughs> fact, if you guys do a, a show on January first, um, you could do like a, you know, instead of like an end of the year show, do like a, like you know, because we're approaching. 2020 and that means that you're gonna have to talk about what was the best comic book or comic book movie of the decade (laughs) or something like that oh look chat chat fired up right now (laughs) (laughs) heck the chat says so uh, you were asking for a for a witty chat comment larry uh right and chat says sorry i'm missing ff been working at work now r.i.p me there it is. R.I.P. Hecht. I miss Hecht. Yes. Yeah, so for anyway, having a little beer for Hecht. Yeah, so, um. Uh, I have moonshine. Yeah. yeah. So you could do like a. a yeah. A, hey, look. It, well, best, I mean, comic book of the decade hey, or comic book hey, of the decade. I'm pretty sure that's gonna be. You know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure hey, that's gonna be debated for years to come. <laughs> right. Hey. I mean, it's gonna be hey, hard for you guys to decide what comic book. What was the best comic hey, book of the day? Hey, leave the production to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave all the production right. to what? I mean, me to yeah. us. Here, all right. Look, um, it's getting to be that time. Yeah. Why don't you do a do a little mm-hmm. heavy metal uh, minute, com- and then we'll go to comic book. Oh news. yeah. Oh. oh yeah, the metal minute. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. Now, this is a special end of the year heavy metal minute. Um, on this episode, I'm pretty much going to just tell you about new music I heard. I'm sure there's news out there. I'm sure there's a lot of, of injustice in the world of heavy metal that needs exposing. But it's the end of the year. It's maybe the last... Mm-hmm, heavy metal minute of the year so i'm just gonna talk about good music that just came out now i'm sure you've heard of a little band called iced earth if you listen to fantastic forum you've heard iced earth and i always talk about blind guardian whenever we talk about lord of the rings or wheel of time so here's the deal demons wizards is the creative love child of John Schaefer from Iced Earth and Hansi Kirsch of Blind Guardian. Now they're a super group. They they started between the two of them back in 1999. They toured once, and here in, in 2019 they toured a second time. Finally, and in 2019 they also released a new hit single called Diabolic, and the shit's amazing. It it, it just it has everything you expect from a new Demons Wizard song. Like, it has a nice intro that's kind of long. And you're actually listening to it right now. The music playing under me right now is that. But if you want to hear it without an obnoxious fat guy talking over it, 
go over to YouTube, Spotify, whatever, wherever you get your fucking music, and type in Demons and Wizards Diabolic. That that's that's what you need to listen to right now. It, it's a it, it's a good song. It, it's it starts off soft, comes in. It's also the first song in the album, so you gotta take into account when you listen to it that that soft intro that goes into this awesome speed metal, power metal uh, 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 vibe. Like that's gonna be what kicks off the album for you. So. If you get everything like I did, like get everything you like out of a Demon's Wizard song off of that one song, you can only imagine what the album's gonna be like. And that's, I mean, I already give this five. What is it? Five drunken screams from me in the front row out of five. Just that one song. That's what it gets. Um. There's nothing more I can tell you that other than just shut the fuck up a little bit and let you listen to some of the song. Now, another bit of new music I want to turn you on to is this band called Mountain of Smoke. They just released a EP called, um, what's that shit called? God damn it. Uh, Future Sins. Yeah, that's what it's called. It has, uh, I think it has like two or two, well, actually it has six songs. Trash Castle, Plague of the Powerless, Terminus, which is a song I heard. It's a song that you're going to be listening to under me talking about it and then uh zone tripper the barons and tannhauser gate redo um now mountain of smoke is uh the new band by kyle shutt kyle shutt is a dude that played in the sword he does guitar work for the sword and the sword's been on hiatus since then kyle shutt did a a tribute album for uh pink floyd they actually, for the anniversary of Dark Side of the Moon, they they re-recorded it in a doom metal, um, doom metal style, and that's called Doom Side of the Moon. But that's neither here nor there because we're talking about Mountain of Smoke. So they they this just they surprise released it this past Friday. So imagine being me, I get a surprise EP from Kyle Shut and Mountain of Smoke and a new song from Demons and Wizards in one day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's cool to be me. Um, but yeah, th- this song's it, it's got everything you love from the guy that brought you the sword, the, the heavy riffs, cool dexterity and fingering, the fretboard, good drumming, and I, I, I can't wait to, to hear more of it. I, I want more of Mountain of Smoke. Hopefully, the EP is a precursor to something more. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a heavy metal minute. News. Here you go. Play the music for Comic book news. We should have a like uh, comic book like Kurt, 
Well, not, not like that, but like. So the trailer for Superman Red Sun, the new uh, DC animated movie coming out early next year, uh, came out today. The trailer. Um, yeah, you could check that out. Uh, it's in chat, or you can find it on YouTube, definitely. And uh, it looks like a movie. <laughs> um, there is some commentary uh, on it. Sorry, Larry, I didn't mean to interrupt your laugh. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, Dave Johnson, one of the uh, the dudes that did the creative design for it. You guys know Dave Johnson, right? Like he did. Uh, oh, yeah. He uh, He's my friend. <laughs> and he was complaining that all the articles that feature the trailer when it came out and all the you know talking about how uh, how great it's gonna be or whatever is uh like they're only mentioning mark millar what the writer for red sun they're not giving credit to any of the artists why i don't know like well i i, I know why and dave johnson knows why um it's because they don't read comics they didn't read it when it came out. They didn't know that, like, <coughs> they, you know, Mark Millar was a big dude when it came out, but really, it's he's only gotten bigger since. And yeah. that, Red Sun is one of those books that just came out, and, and it really just came out and went, like, it, as cool as it was. It's only fans of, like, comics in general that really s- experienced it when it came out. And so, none, you know... Because it doesn't have the same kind of lasting impact as some other, like, like there are other stories. Like, I guess Red Sun is something everybody kind of knows, but when yeah. you start talking about some of the best Superman stories ever told, like, that's not right. one of the ones that comes up. And even, like, um, for example, like, you you see, like, you watch that, uh, was it the, the, the Earth X, uh, Arrowverse crossover, like that's a Red Sun analog, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and nobody really, like, yeah, it's just everybody that's really talking about it right now doesn't give credit to the artists as much as they should. So that that's my contribution to that news story because I felt I had to say something too since he confided in me Hmm. through Facebook. Uh, Yeah, that's that's something. What did you think of? What did you think of Superman with a Russian accent? It doesn't matter. It's what it is. What the fuck do I care about his fucking accent? Uh, I feel like we've been hearing about them making this for like three, four years, right? Like, wasn't it like didn't wasn't this supposed to come out, or or at least they it was in production for a long, long time. They've been trying to adapt it for a while. Uh, I guess it took longer to do because I mean, well, the pe- the artists on there, I don't know if they had to sign off or anything, but like for example, it's uh, you know I I just went on this rant about not crediting the artists without giving any names <laughs> of artists that worked on it. <laughs> uh, I I don't know who they are. Well, it's Dave Johnson and Andrew Roberts Robinson. Oh, so it's actually Dave Johnson. Well, really? Yeah, Dave Johnson did all the covers and character design with Andrew Robinson. Oh. And uh, I mean, you like Andrew Robinson, right, Larry? 
I I'm not sure. You know, who I he think is. so. The I remember. You I remember like thinking the art for Red Sun was good, but if you had asked me before we did this news story, I would have thought it was one person. You said Andrew Robinson? Yeah. But there's also inkers and colorists. Huh? There's also inkers and colorists. Like, So they're artists too, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, like, you would have more than one artist because there's a penciler and there's a inker and colorist and letter. Right, but I, you were talking about pencilers just now, right? Artists in general, like the art team. Like, oh, when you gotcha, think of gotcha. Red Sun, like, you think about the striking images, not the story itself. Yeah. And the artists I would, aren't I would getting agree with credit. You, like, Mark Millar is getting, like, oh, Mark Millar's DC masterpiece. But, uh, yeah, I mean... It's Andrew Robinson, Dave Johnson. Uh, who else? I, where's my notes? I took notes. Uh, I hate doing production. Yeah. Art. His um, art is good. Uh, here it is. All in all, it, all in all, you're looking forward it, it, to it. It's Dave Johnson, Andrew Robinson, Walden Wong, and Killian Plunkett. Those are the pencilers. Ken Lopez is the letter. Paul Mounts is the colorist. I like Paul Mounts. You don't know Paul Mounts. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Maybe Moses does, but... Yeah. Yeah, all in all, uh, I'm pretty sure you're looking forward to it once it's on the Disney Universe app. Eventually. Well, why Why would it be there? Don't they post all the DC animated movies on there? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You said DC Universe app. I thought you said Disney. Uh, <laughs> I heard that too. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I, like, I said DC. I said DC Universe app. No, you, you did. You did. You I, I heard this. Well, oh, we both heard it. <laughs> what did you hear, Mo? I heard a bunch of bullshit, but <laughs> probably, probably because probably because you're you're because. Probably because you're so done with the DC Universe app or something like that. Oh, I thought you were gonna insult me for a little bit, but yeah, no, it's cool. But uh, I, I, but I, yeah, but I'm pretty sure you're you're still using it because you gotta watch Titans on it. It's the only way to watch it. Well, Titans is over, so I don't have to watch it. And once it's over, you could buy it on Amazon. Yeah, all at once. So it's not the only way to watch it. Yeah, so you'll. Especially, I need to so check we'll expect a, Yeah, so we'll expect a full, thorough review of Superman Red Sun, and I don't know, whenever that comes out. Uh, the tw- I believe it comes out February twenty fifth. Yeah, so around that time, I expect a full, thorough review of the movie, and. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it's. We'll see how close it sticks to the comic. 
Earlier in the show, I talked about a comic that's made that's not for the love of comics. And yeah. That comic is going to be coming out uh, January, no, March 11th. It's a comic book called Stealth. Uh, it's from the brilliant minds behind The Walking Dead and The Darkness and Witchblade. It's Mark Sylvester and Robert Kirkman. But they're not writing it or drawing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's from their. How minds. are they? Are, how are they are involved? They, they just, the, according to this news story, they just thought of it, and then other people are working on it. But it already has a production also, deal, and it's already started production. Oh, so it's one so, of those things where you just slap a name on it and no, uh, no, no, market no, it hey, like look, that. Look, look, you gotta listen a little bit more closely. They're trying to make a movie, and they're like, yeah, we'll make a movie, and then we'll make a comic to c- generate a little bit of a buzz. That's, isn't, that what, uh, Mark, isn't that what Mark Millar does sometimes? That's what he does all the time. He makes a, yeah. yeah, he makes a comic and the movie at the same time. Well, no, he makes the movie first, and then the comic comes out after. But uh, the actual creative team, if you can call them that, is damn it where is that on this page they don't even credit the actual people writing it properly like okay it's written by mike costa drawn by nate belgrade belgarde and colored by tamra bonvillan uh the story features covers by jason howard and it's currently in development with Universal Pictures and Skybound Entertainment. But yeah. Marcus, Mark mm-hmm. Fergus and... Uh, uh, so, okay. So this new story... <laughs> this new story has this blurb with the actual creative team that actually is comic people. And mm-hmm. then they have, like, these paragraphs with, like, a full paragraph with who actually is doing the screenplay and all that. It says here... Mark Fergus and Hawk Osby will write the script for the forthcoming stealth adaptation. The writing duo's credits include Iron Man and Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, Oscar-nominated Lee Daniels will direct and produce along with his partner Pam Williams. The film will be produced by Scabbound's film team, including Kirkman, David Alpert, Brian First, Sean First, and Universal Executive Vice President of Production Matt Riley will oversee the project on behalf of the studio. But yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Look, uh, uh, if you follow us on... Uh, if you follow us on Instagram tomorrow, you're going to get a preview of it. Um, and I'm only posting it just for the record. For when it comes out, we'll see how... like how much like the comic it looks you know what i mean not even a like fantastic form exclusive yeah. yeah it's not exclusive they send it to everybody that registers as press but yeah i have a preview for you tomorrow mm-hmm. on instagram mm-hmm. i wonder what the budget on that's gonna be it doesn't matter robert kirkman got a little fatter <laughs> okay. 
other news. So what else? The Fantastic Four were created by somebody else, not just cosmic rays. Did you hear about that, Larry? I did not. You did not. Is that oh. happening in the book right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, in the book. Yeah. Um, and Dan Slott's writing it, and he rewrites the origin story, and he's revealed that um, Richards, Reed Richards, was actually working on a experimental faster than light <coughs> drive. And the cosmic bombardment, like, ruined it. But the cosmic bombardment was, like, um, generated by the overseer. Oh, really? Yeah. Because is, he, is this he didn't want humans to have that faster than light travel, so he tried to, like destroy them in the process and it didn't like work all the way that's interesting yeah uh is this is this on earth 616 or is this a different universe anywho larry so yeah <laughs> i don't know how you feel about yeah. that but i mean it's one of those things where in my mind like it doesn't change the origin in a hugely significant way, but because I guess I mean it's still cosmic rays. We're just saying we thought it was an accident. Now we're finding it was on, out. It was on purpose. You know, it's one of those retcons that honestly, like that, that feels a little lazy. Like huh. you know, which you know maybe I don't like to say that about maybe, Dan Slot, but yeah, maybe. Maybe they're trying. Maybe I mean, they're trying to tell us something. Technically, I mean, if they're gonna, excuse me, while if I they're ignore, gonna, if they're gonna, excuse me while I ignore to, that uh, statement. What? Excuse me while I ignore that statement. Um, it's just one oh, of those yeah. things, Larry, where it's like, like you said, it doesn't change, you know, the original vibe. But man, I lost my train of thought. I shouldn't have gotten that loud. <laughs> uh, if they're gonna retcon the origin of the Fantastic Four, that uh, can only mean that you know whenever they bring the Fantastic Four to the MCU, they're gonna use that as the basis for the MCU version of the origin. Oh no, that that's ridiculous, Tiger Claw. They don't. Like, they're them. not gonna. They're yeah. not gonna use you, a more complex version of the the origin story in the MCU. Because I know in the cartoon, they did it with where it was a Silver Surfer blasting off the cosmic rays. Yeah. And that, like, and it's still, like, kind of, like, it didn't feel, like, complex, like, because it was just a a scene, like, showing the origin. Like, it it wasn't a purpose. Like, here, they actually give the Overseer a purpose of doing it, not, like, a misfire or anything like that, you know? But it's still, yeah. I mean, oh, what I was going to say, Larry, it was... You know, we're only reading the news story. Like, if we actually read and actually experience the comic book, it might feel a little different. That's true. Because comic is an experience. Experience. Yeah, I will say, it, like, you know, it's an I was experience little, onto its own. Yeah. I was a little. I like. I, I. Like initially, I was. You know, I was very excited for Dan Slott's Fantastic Four, and. 
I read like the first like the first arc I enjoyed and the second arc was cool. But after the third one, it was just like, you know, I don't yeah, this is only it's only okay. It's not like uh you know, it's not and it's not like the writing's bad, mind you. Yeah. It's just that you can just tell that he doesn't have the same kind of passion for these characters as he did for Spider Man. Well, as as a professional writer, like you don't really need passion. But I know what you're saying, like he should be able to do as a good, talented professional writer, he should do what he did for Spider Man with Fantastic Four. Regardless of how, I'm sorry. Irregardless of how he uh, <laughs> feels about if he's it. not if yeah. if he's if he's not showing any passion for writing the Fantastic Four, then maybe he was forced into doing it. No, I. I mean, he's getting paid. No one, no one's forcing it. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I know, but maybe he was talked into doing it. Yeah, I'm sure they asked him. All I know like, is I, I want to see Dan Slott's image books. Well, I was going to say that, you know, the Iron Man book I'm still reading, and that's been good. I'm a little behind. Yeah. Uh, even though I did see that you posted that, like, Iron Man 2020 yeah. uh, yeah. like promo pick, and I was like, what's that? I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that's, that's Arnold it just, Stark. It, being Iron Man. That's what? Arno Stark. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, I don't, like, I was just like, that's not, like, that image is not enticing me to make sure I read Iron Man next year. <laughs> He's going to be writing that, too. Huh? He's going to be writing that, too. Yeah, and, and I would, like, the Iron Man book has been more interesting to me. And at the same time, again, I, like, I will say that he definitely doesn't have the same kind of passion for, for Iron Man that he did for Spider-Man either. But he, he's writing Iron Man much better, in my opinion, than he is Fantastic Four. Hmm. Or than he was, or at least when I was reading I pretty much stopped, I think, after like 12 or 13. I'm like, I, I think I'm good on this. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need to pick sure. this up. Yeah, because if, he, if he's not putting his heart and soul into it, then... It just, like, from reading a little bit of uh, Fantastic Four <coughs> and a little bit of Iron Man myself, I just felt like maybe, like how you say passion, like for me... I see it more like maybe it is because of passion, but like Spider-Man felt more like natural for him. Well, you know what I think it really boils down to is, you know, Dan Slott's a creative guy, but um, what made Spider-Man special was that he was creative and he also understood like that lore really well. And I think that that combination yeah. made for some really interesting ideas because he was able to take like, you know, his 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 own talent for being creative and figure out new and interesting ways to incorporate that into the the continuity of Spider-Man. And that made for some cool stories, especially if you had been a longtime fan, you know, uh, I don't I don't 
I don't think he he has that same kind of uh, working knowledge for Fantastic Four, and I think that like I don't know that I can say he doesn't have that knowledge for Iron Man. I just think that Iron Man as a character may not necessarily have that rich kind of lore as you know as rich of a lore as Spider Man or even Fantastic Four. Yeah. In other words, maybe Marvel should hire another writer for Fantastic Four. Uh, maybe. I don't, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, I, you know, maybe. I, mean, I don't, if, if, at if this point, feeling, I don't know If who, you're not feeling these issues, then there might be a problem with the writing. So they got to find somebody who's better suited for that. Yeah, may, maybe find somebody new, but. You know, like almost everybody, all their like current stable of of writers that you know, I, I feel like almost all their current stable of of writers have done Fantastic Four at one point already. So you know, I could like Dan Slott had not had had a go at it, so I can understand why they'd be like, "Hey, what do you think?" But you know, we'll we'll see. Um, is Oz still on the line? No. Uh, okay. No. Nobody oh, watched. Me, see. Nobody watched American Gods, right? Like just him. Yeah. Okay. So Orlando Jones got fired from American Gods. Yeah, and I did the, hear about that. The reason behind it was because he gave the wrong message to Black America. Yeah, that's. I heard that too. He says. <laughs> Uh, Orlando what, what, Jones. What did he, I mean, what did he mean? Did he actually say something? Hold on. Like, let, let me. I'm, I'm in the process of telling you the story. Uh, he tweeted. He said, "I know y'all have a lot of questions. Like, I'm not doing it in a black voice. I'm just doing it verbatim. Sorry if I <laughs> Moses this is a racist. You know? I, was like, <laughs> I know y'all have lots of questions. You know, I'm not doing that." Yeah. <laughs> But he says right here, he says, I know y'all have lots of questions about the firing. As I always promise to tell you the truth and nothing but love. And then he goes, there will be no more Mr. Nancy. Don't let these motherfuckers tell you they love Mr. Nancy. They don't. I'm not going to name names, but the new season three showrunner, Eggly, is Connecticut born and yell educated. So he's very smart and he thinks that Mr. Nancy's angry get shit done is the wrong message for black America. That's right. This white man sits in his, in, the, in that decision-making chair, and I'm sure he has many black BFFs who are his advisors and made it clear to him that if he did not get rid of that angry God, Mr. Nancy, he'd start a Denmark Vesey uprising in this country. I mean, what else could it be? A spokesman for American Gods responded, The storylines of American's God have continually shifted and evolved to reflect the complex mythology of the source material. Mr. Jones's option was not picked up because Mr. Nancy, among other characters, is not featured in the portion of the book we are focusing on within Season 3. Several new characters, many of which have already announced, will be introduced in the Shadow Moon's world that will further contribute to the show's legacy. 
as one of the most diverse series on television. A rep for Eggly also released a statement claiming Mr. Jones is wrong on multiple counts, the last of which is Mr. Eggly was not born in Connecticut. <laughs> They're like, but he is a racist. So, <laughs> so, 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 so they fire him because of, of the way a character was written on the show? Uh, hold on. I'm still, I'm still reading here. Uh, I guess he corrected the correction, saying he was fired on September 10th. <laughs> uh, it goes in subsequent tweets. Uh, subsequent tweets. <laughs> Jones called Fremantle, which also produces American Gods, a nightmare that treated you like a second-class citizen for doing your job too well. They were exceptionally nasty and the e- and evil the way they did it. Um. Gabriel Union, whom Jones tagged in his tweet about Fremantle, weighed in on the news. You heard about Gabriel's oh. union union's uh, firing too, right? Yeah, yeah. Gabriel yeah, Union got fired off of America's Got Talent. Yeah. And and you know yeah supposedly, uh you know she was trying to stick up for people, and they made it seem like you know for her. Certain certain minority think, groups, and yeah, they were saying that yeah, all of a sudden, wait, what, what are you? Yeah, Tiger, uh, why are we talking? Yeah, what I'm trying to say is, she got fired tire because claw. she got tire into claw. a tire claw, tire claw, what? tire claw, tire claw, what? tire claw. Okay, what's the matter? What, what is it, yo? You're broad. <laughs> you're broadcasting. Thank you for broadcasting. Look, tire claw. What? Why did she get fired? Or what did you hear about? Uh, she she got into an argument with Jay Leno over a racist joke that he made. Was um, it Jay Leno? Yeah. The joke was a, I, I I think oh. it was Jay Leno. Yeah. Yeah, it was Jay Leno. So what it was, it was a picture of. <laughs> the, the, so America's Got Talent does these weird things where they 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 follow the the talent, which isn't you know. Not the talent that they're judging; it's the actual judges around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the guest judges was Jay Leno, and he saw a picture of Simon Cowell with like a bunch of dogs around him. And he goes, "Oh, it looks like a, something on the menu in a Korean restaurant." Oh. Um. Wait, but by by the way, in Korea, millions of dogs are slaughtered for food, uh, and they do that festival where they torture the dogs. So, I mean. Yeah, she's sticking up for Koreans, but she's sticking up for Koreans who kill and torture dogs. Like, I, but I mean, I think is she just not like sticking up for Korean restaurants in America? Well, he didn't say a uh, uh, Korean restaurant in America. He meant a he actually said like a, a restaurant in Korea. And quite frankly, like me personally, I, I know I know it doesn't mean anything for me. But I know there's Korean restaurants here that serve dog. Well, I mean, okay, sure. But I guess what I'm saying is there's a difference between a Korean restaurant and a restaurant in Korea. Uh, Name one Korean restaurant here, Larry. I mean, just talking about just any Korean restaurant? I mean, there's there's Jen. That's a chain. That's Korean barbecue. That's American, yeah. 
I mean, it's not Korean food? It's Korean. It's what you think Korean food is. I mean, it's just as Korean as Chinese food is. Well, but I mean, but that's the point, though. If you say yeah. it looks like the menu at a Korean restaurant, yeah. well, that doesn't sound the joke, like you're saying. I, I misspoke the joke, but he said like a restaurant in Korea. Okay. And it was cut out. I mean, like she she brought it up and it was cut out, so okay. nobody saw it. Well, yeah, but then but then if she gets if there's retribution, if she's thought of as the problem child for that, then that's not cool. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, we don't know that. That's not on the air. None of it was on the air. And she was also bitching about Simon Cowell smoking, which I'm okay with that. But, again, like, that whole organization has problems. Yeah. Jay Leno making a joke about Korean food isn't one of the problems. Mm. I mean... There's always been a lot of toxicity going on behind the scenes on shows like that. Well, on AGT in particular, for sure. Like he just, he just fires women in general just because he feels they're too old. Jeez. But but the dudes are like, I mean, you got the V-necks with the flabby tits on Simon Cowell, and then you got you know, I mean Howie Mandel. Like I love Howie, but he's not the youngest like good-looking man. You know, he's no who, insert. Young handsome man named here, you listening? <laughs> he's not. He's also a germo. He's also a germophobe. Yeah, but it's his right to be a germophobe here in America. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's messed up what they did with Orlando Jones, though, because like he was a writer on the show. Yeah, and so it's wild that like he was basically mapping out or helping to map out what was going to happen in this next season. And so if they weren't going to have him be in the show, they definitely should have let him know earlier. Right. Then September 10th. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause you know, like if he's in the room figuring out where the show's going to go, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure he would have no issue with it being like, Hey, we're going to, you know, your character's not going to be a part of it, but we still want you to be in the writer's room or whatever. Or even if they're just like, hey, your services are no longer needed, that's fine too, because that's the business. But to mess around and it be a thing where they have him in the room and he's like, you know, like, obviously he thought he was still going to be a part of the show. <laughs> and so, you know, it's weird that it turned out the way that it did and it does make it seem as if though there's like something else that was going on yeah i believe Fremantle is racist by the way even though i'm not like fully siding with gabriel union but i feel we need to stop korean people from eating dog food. <laughs> why why do we need to stop korean people from eating dogs because i love dogs no, I, I, it's stupid to say I know, but, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't want to eat any dogs, and yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know how prevalent dog eating is anywhere. You can start by not eating hot dogs. But, I mean, you know. No more hot dogs. It's uh, like, yeah. it would be different if you're like, hey, people shouldn't be eating animals. 
Right. But just to, to look, single out dogs, it's like dogs. Start with just dogs. Like, I, I, honestly, that's arbitrary. I, I do think people shouldn't eat animals. Period. Myself, uh-huh. but uh-huh. you know, I can't force anybody to do anything. Right. You know what I mean? That's my stance on it. I'll do what I do. You know, I have my. Let's see today. Two out of my four big, two out of my four meals today were vegan. So uh, it's a start. That is a start. Yeah. But again, that's yeah. only me. I can't force you to do it. You know. No. At least I, uh, maybe yeah, when he... maybe when Pence comes into office, we'll. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, well, yeah, when, he's a carnivore. He's, he's, well, he's when he when he comes to office, it'll be easier to impose will on people that you deem less than you because they'll be yeah, a legal, that, they'll be know. a legal president and that can happen and that could that that can happen sooner with the impeachment going on yes mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I might have look we might have bonus content on while we're off because i know i have a, a friend that really loves american gods so i'll let her know all the whole story it's... she's actually the one that told me about the orlando jones thing oh okay and uh we'll see where it goes maybe i can i can it's this talk bonus her into com- get being is this bonus come yeah don't you dare call her it's the this is this bonus content going to be on YouTube? Is, is there going to be video? No. It, it, most likely it'll be on Podbean and all games. That's it. It's just stuff to listen to okay. while we're not on. But, yeah. but we, you know. Don't, you can always do video. Don't, nah, we don't want video. Video is old school. That's, uh, the, the wave of the future is audio. <laughs> in mono but we could do video in 4k nah, we don't want no video <laughs> they can see your pretty no faces video. In 4K. Look, i don't want to show my pretty face too much temptation yeah i mean it, yeah because if anybody if anybody anyone sees that face oh yeah. god help you there is no god all right are we done oh i got if we're done i got one more last news story but if we're not done i'll wait till the end no no well i don't jay you got anything no i don't okay then yeah let's go i didn't get to add this into the uh the heavy metal minute but ghost has been named band of the decade really yeah band of the decade yeah wow throughout the 2010s up until now, all four albums have been on the top 200. Uh, and their song, Square Hammer, which oddly enough was a rejected song that they didn't put on the album because they, they felt it was too poppy, was the most streamed song by them. Uh, no radio airplay, no promotion hey. for that song at all. But yeah. So they, so. so they make a lot of songs and then they... Think one of their songs is too poppy. They made four albums. They should have thought of that. I mean, they should have thought of that when they were making the actual song. Well, it, they write it, what they while feel. they were making it. Hey, they look, they they're creatives. 
well, Ghost is creative. Ghost records a song. If it doesn't fit in the album, it's a B-side. And it just happens that it turns, you know. Like, I Am the Walrus by the Beatles was a B-side to, like, Hello, Goodbye. But it's, like, one of their biggest songs. You know what I mean? Like, also, it's just, that's what happens. Also, if the song is... If, also, if the song is poppy, that could be their ticket to, you know, get more people into their music. You know, if, well, if, if they have a if pop the, the, version of a song that might get more mainstream. The point I was making was that it was a song that didn't fit the album, so they released it on its own, and it became its own hit. Like, that's what happens when, you know, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> you ruined the segment. But uh, the article, Larry, that... Um, that let me know that bit of news i actually read the article after i I did my heavy metal minute but it was written by our our friend ob driver oh nice yeah so i i sent him the screenshot hey look yeah i'm preparing a heavy metal segment look what i run into and he's like very nice he's like he says it's so nice he said it's so divisive to write about ghosts because people either love them or they fucking hate them. Like the metal people, mm. like metal people, like if there's there's people that love them, and then there's just people that hate them. Like they're, and I'm, you know, yeah, I understand, but I love them. And you know, seeing a story I'm about a man sure. I love, written by somebody that I know, it was was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there are people that are in between. between <laughs> there's no in be- there, no like that are so so. There's no in between with ghosts. There isn't. If you say so. Just play that rap up music, man. Give me that <laughs> sweet iced earth. Kids. All right, Tiger Claw, hit us with some final thoughts. Uh, well, uh, the Rise of Skywalker opens this weekend. I'm going to go see it on Saturday. It's going to have some tough competition this weekend because it's going to be going up against cats. <laughs> so, I, I shit you not. It's, it cats is opening on the same week as The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I, I don't think it has... I, I don't think none of the nine lives is... I think it'll lose all its nine lives oh. on, on the weekend. <laughs> it just can't. It, you just can't. You just can't compete against Star Wars. Fair. That's just and that's and that's my final thought. Jay, give us a final thought, buddy. Uh, fuck YouTube and their new auto stop feature. Fucking hate it. Look, thankfully, Got it. thankfully we won't be dealing with them sooner. I have ideas. Moses Magnum, final cool. thoughts. Um, you know, Tiger Claw brought up uh, cats. And it reminds me, one of Ghost's big songs in this decade was Rats. Go listen to Rats by Ghost. It's a good song. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate your support all through the year. Uh, this is probably going to be our last show of the year, so make sure that you have a happy holiday. Whatever it is you celebrate, whether it be Christmas or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, or Festivus, or whatever other Ramadan. holiday there is out there that I did not mention. Ramadan. Make sure that you have a happy, happy... Did I say Christmas? Ramadan. 
Ramadan. It's like, make sure you have a good one. Spend it with your friends and your family. Make sure you have a happy new year. And we will catch you all in 2020. This is Fantastic Forum only on allgames.com. <laughs>